0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. As you can see, I got on the same outfit if you're on YouTube. So I'm back. Um, what I wanna discuss is 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 sitting with difficult emotions. And what I mean by that is that every day, even if you're you are Typically a positive person, typically somebody who, you know, keeps your energy light and vibrant. You try to think about the glass being half full, you know, people will generally call you positive or even if you don't get all of those things. But, you know, you, you kind of look at yourself like you you generally look on the bright side of things. The reality is there are going to be times, there are going to be days, there are going to be moments In your day, if it's not a whole day, they're going to be weeks. They're going to be seasons where, you know, your emotion goes up and down. You know, the way you look at things, even if you have a strong perspective that, yes, I'm in this single season. I'm in this job. I'm in this thing and I'm strong. I got purpose. You may feel all of that and then within the same day, go through this mode of, crying and being down and out and feeling like what am i ugly like you may do all of that and i'm speaking from experience so that's why i'm being so dramatic but there may like it may go up and down you may be totally loving your career at the same time have this moment of feeling like something is missing or you're not doing enough like life can just do those things to us and our mind can put us in this place where we're you know start spiraling down and then we could spiral back up and that's part of the reason why I didn't feel like recording yesterday um, because I was having a moment the day was pretty I, I would say yesterday was a pretty good day you know but I had this moment I had this moment where I need to take a moment and then so I just just decided to come home I'm going to make this my day. I was already going to make it my day, but I'm going to really make this my day. I'm going to clean up a little bit. I'm going to take a bath. Got to be some new Epsom salt and scrubs and candles. Like, I was already out running errands. And I was like, I'm going to make this my day because I started having a moment when I was out. And I was like, I'm just going to make this my day. I came home. I cooked. And, like, by the end of the night, I would say before the end of the night, I was feeling good. But I'm bringing this up because... Part of that, when I started having this spiral, I wanted to call. I thought of like two friends that I wanted to call and like just vent and offload. And I've just been really practicing. Nah, Whitley, sit and face your stuff. Like try to process your own stuff first. And then if you really feel like you need somebody to talk to after that or maybe in a couple of hours or maybe the next day do that then but practice like sitting in and facing your own stuff because one it may not be as big as you making it right now two um i do personally believe that words spelling can be spells and i know you know people like oh that's witchcraft i just mean that i think words are powerful words are intentional even people who believe in Jesus in the Bible or Christianity, like in the beginning was the word and the word was God. The word was, God spoke and it was. God has given us that same power. So I think sometimes when we speak things, especially with very powerful emotions, we kind of seal the deal on that. And it doesn't mean that we can't go back and say, hey, I didn't mean to say that, I was thinking it. It don't mean that every bad thing is gonna come to fruition. But sometimes when you stay in the energy of something and you rehash it and you keep talking about it, like that's what you're going to continue to experience. And so that's another reason why it's like, uh, this is not something I just want to kind of like have a whole conversation about or keep on talking about with a friend and then have them indulge me (laughs) in this or like, I'm also the, the tail end of that is that I'm also Just big on, like, not that I'm trying to be an island all to myself because I need my friends, I need my relationships. We need people to progress, to get to where we're going in life, to be our best selves. But I do think when it comes to my own mental and emotional health, I just want to have a practice first of being able to kind of identify what emotion I'm feeling get to the root of why, and then find ways to process that without always needing an outside person or an outside source to be able to do that. And the reason that's important to me, because if you look out, even just get on social media for about 10 minutes, like we all are dealing with something mentally and emotionally. Um, the word, you know, the the, D word that when you stay sad for a long time the reason i'm not saying certain words because on youtube you really can't or they'll like flag your video i don't think i got enough followers for them to care right now (laughs) but one day when this video is monetized i don't want them to have to flag it or take it down because you know you can't use all of those words so yeah it's certain things that we have a language around now and people are becoming more aware if they are that or not um more people are being high functioning like there was um just the miss america i think she was the miss america or the miss usa of 2019 i can't remember her name right now but she just committed you know she just she's not here with us anymore and this happened in the past week or so and her mom when the news first broke it just said she off her high rise, and I thought that was weird, but I didn't second guess it because I really hadn't really heard of her before and then her mom made a post a couple of days later, you know, just letting everyone know she did she did it to herself, you know she they said she was a high functioning d word um super sad and so when I was looking at her Instagram up to the day that they said she did this she was posting she looked completely happy she was active she was like she was living a career and lifestyle of her dreams just to leave her mom a note and say you know this is what I'm really feeling inside and I think more and more people are becoming aware on if they are that or not some people can identify it and some people can't like they don't they don't see all the signs. Like I remember when I just started really studying what that was, different aspects of depression. Um, like when I started really looking at all the different aspects, I looked back and I was like, dang, I think I was when I was a, a senior in college, because so much good was happening to me as far as homecoming queen and all these things that I should have been excited about. And I just remember being so sad on the inside. I just remember feeling tired, overwhelmed. I remember I didn't want to really socialize, even though I was always around a lot of people. I, would, I just remember not feeling as happy as I look back and I feel like I should have felt giving everything positive that was happening. And people on the outside would have never known I think I probably told two people And I didn't use that word I was just, They were just like how you feel And I was like I feel really sad and tired And I think they was kind of looking at me like What? Like you just won homecoming queen Like we just came back from the stadium You got your crown on Like what's going on And you know they didn't know what to do with that So I, I think I can speak as a black woman coming from the black community. There's not a lot of education on social, emotional well-being. Like there's not a lot of emphasis put on mental and emotional health. A lot of us, we've had parents and grandparents that worked and worked and worked, you know, who put their emotions on the back burner so they don't know how to support their kids' emotions. You know, everything is suck it up. People got harder things to do, like keep going with on, on with life. You don't have time to really fall apart or cry. You know, you being too sensitive. And that's for girls and boys. Don't think that's just for the guys in our community. That's for the girls, too, especially if you were raised with a single mother. Like, it's a lot of tough love and not a lot of um, nurturing of your natural feminine emotions but the guys need that too in the black community that's very void you're void of being able to um at least the way i grew up i'm not gonna speak for all black people because we're not a monolith but um many of us hey what's up y'all it's whitley and you're tuned in to another wandering whitley session as you can see i got on the same outfit if you're on youtube so i'm back Um, what I want to discuss is, is, is sitting with difficult emotions. And what I mean by that is that every day, even if you're, you are typically a positive person, typically somebody who, you know, keeps your energy light and vibrant, you try to think about the glass being half full you know, people will generally call you positive or even if you don't get all of those things. But, you know, you, you kind of look at yourself like you, you generally look on the bright side of things. The reality is there are going to be times, there are going to be days, there are going to be moments in your day. If it's not a whole day, there are going to be weeks, there are going to be seasons where, you know, your emotion goes up and down. You know, the way you look at things, even if you have a strong perspective that, yes, I'm in this single season, I'm in this job, I'm in this thing and I'm strong, I got purpose. You may feel all of that and then within the same day, go through this mode of crying and being down and out and feeling like, what am I ugly? Like you may do all of that. And I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) So that's why I'm being so dramatic. But there may like it may go up and down. You may be totally loving your career at the same time, have this moment of feeling like something is missing or you're not doing enough. Like life can just do those things to us and our mind can put us in this place where we're, you know, start spiraling down and then we can spiral back up. And that's part of the reason why I didn't feel like recording yesterday um, because I was having a moment. The day was pretty. I, I would say yesterday was a pretty good day, you know. But I had this moment. I had this moment where I need to take a moment, and then so I just just decided to come home. I'm gonna make this my day. I was already gonna make it my day, but I'm gonna really make this my day. I'm gonna clean up a little bit. I'm gonna take a bath. Got me some new Epsom saw and scrubs and candles like I was already out running errands. And I was like, I'm going to make this my day because I started having a moment when I was out and I was like, I'm just going to make this my day. I came home, I cooked and like by the end of the night, I would say before the end of the night, I was feeling good, but I'm bringing this up because part of that when I started having this spiral, I wanted to call I thought of, like, two friends that I wanted to call and, like, just vent and offload. And I've just been really practicing, nah, Whitley, sit and face your stuff. Like, try to process your own stuff first. And then if you really feel like you need somebody to talk to after that, or maybe in a couple of hours, or maybe the next day, do that then. But practice, like, sitting in and facing your own stuff. Because one, it may not be as big as you making it right now. Two, um, I do personally believe that words spelling can be spells, and I know, you know, people were like, "Oh, that's witchcraft." I just mean that I think words are powerful. Words are intentional. Even people who believe in Jesus and the Bible or Christianity, like, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. word was god spoke and it was god has given us that same power so i think sometimes when we speak things especially with very powerful emotions we kind of seal the deal on that and it doesn't mean that we can't go back and say hey i didn't mean to say that i was thinking it it don't mean that every bad thing is going to come to fruition but sometimes when you stay in the energy of something and you rehash it and you keep talking about it Like, that's what you're going to continue to experience. And so that's another reason why it's like, uh, this is not something that I just want to kind of like have a whole conversation about or keep on talking about with a friend and then have them indulge me (laughs) in this. Or like, I'm also the, the tail end of that is that I'm also... Just big on like, not that I'm trying to be an island all to myself because I need my friends. I need my relationships. We need people to progress, to get to where we're going in life, to be our best selves. But I do think when it comes to my own mental and emotional health, I just want to have a practice first of being able to kind of identify what emotion I'm feeling get to the root of why, and then find ways to process that without always needing an outside person or an outside source to be able to do that. And the reason that's important to me, because if you look out, even just get on social media for about 10 minutes, like we all are dealing with something mentally and emotionally. Um The word, you know, the D the, the word that When you stay sad for a long time the reason i'm not saying certain words because on youtube you really can't or they'll like flag your video i don't think i got enough followers for them to care right now (laughs) but one day when this video is monetized i don't want them to have to flag it or take it down because you know you can't use all of those words so yeah it's certain things that we have a language around now and people are becoming more aware if they are that or not um more people are being high functioning like there was um just the Miss America I think she was the Miss America or the Miss USA of 2019 I can't remember her name right now but she just committed you know she just she's not here with us anymore and this happened in the past week or so And her mom, when the news first broke, it just said she fell off her high rise. And I thought that was weird, but I didn't second guess it because I really hadn't really heard of her before. And then her mom made a post a couple of days later, you know, just letting everyone know she did. She did it to herself. You know, she they said she was a high functioning D word, um, super sad. And so when I was looking at her Instagram up to the day that they said she did this, she was posting. She looked completely happy. She was active. She was like, she was living a career and lifestyle of her dreams just to leave her mom a note and say, you know, this is what I'm really feeling inside. And I think more and more people are becoming aware on if they, are that or not? Some people can identify, it and some people can't. Like they don't, they don't see all the signs. Like I remember when I just started really studying what that was—different aspects of depression. Um, like when I started really looking at all the different aspects, I looked back and I was like, "Dang, I think I was." when I was a, a senior in college because so much good was happening to me as far as homecoming queen and all these things that I should have been excited about. And I just remember being so sad on the inside. I just remember feeling tired, overwhelmed. I remember I didn't want to really socialize, even though I was always around a lot of people. I would, I just remember not feeling as happy as I look back and I feel like I should have felt Giving everything positive that was happening and people on the outside would have never known. I think I probably told two people and I didn't use that word. I was just, they was just like, how you feel? And I was like, I feel really sad and tired. And I think they was kind of looking at me like, what? Like you just won homecoming queen. Like we just came back from the stadium. You got your crown on, like what's going on. And you know, they didn't know what to do with that. So, I think I can speak as a black woman coming from the black community. There's not a lot of education on social, emotional well-being. Like there's not a lot of emphasis put on mental and emotional health. A lot of us, we've had parents and grandparents that worked and worked and worked you know, who put their emotions on the back burner so they don't know how to support their kids' emotions. You know, everything is suck it up. People got harder things to do, like keep going with on, on with life. You don't have time to really fall apart or cry. You know, you being too sensitive and that's for girls and boys. Don't think that's just for the guys in our community. That's for the girls too, especially if you were raised with a single mother. Like, It's a lot of tough love and not a lot of um, nurturing of your natural feminine emotions. But the guys need that, too. In the black community, that's very void. You're void of being able to, um, at least the way I grew up. I'm not going to speak for all black people because we're not a monolith, but um, many of us. Sorry, y'all, my phone ring. I'm putting on airplane mode, so we're back, but... Yes, many of us are void of being able to be to be able to express ourselves and to really have the tools to identify emotions. And you're supposed to be taught how to identify, feel, and process emotions. You can learn that, that stuff like from zero to five years old. That's really the ideal time because you're so active in your emotions. And if you've ever sat with a two, three four-year-old they can change emotions like that on a dime and so that's the perfect time to teach them how to sit with and process their emotions in a healthy way like you'll see a one-year-old if they're overwhelmed with being upset they may hit their parent and at that age you think it's cute but that's the perfect time to say "Uh uh-uh we don't hit You can be upset and you sit them down. And the reason I know these practices is because I used to work at a a kids club and it was really a, a very high end, almost like private school, but for babies. And they focused on play and they focused on social emotional learning. And that was the base of the curriculum was social emotional learning. And I worked with the two year olds and I also worked with three and four year olds teaching this extra class. But, like, they will walk their kids and parents for, like, the first through three weeks of separation. And a lot of them had, like, nannies. So some of their parents wasn't really there. It was, like, the nannies because a lot of these kids, their parents were, you know, huge or had, like, very high-end jobs or whatnot. So all these kids had nannies. They used to tip us very well for birthday parties. Like, I really do miss that job. <laughs> like New York City life was good. I, I I definitely loved that job, and I was in school too. I was making money, but anyways, the curriculum was so dope. Um, but it was focused on social emotional learning, and like working with the two year olds. That's when I really saw I'm really emotionally disconnected. Like. This I just want to sit them down and ignore them like you come to me when you stop crying and we just really couldn't do that. And it showed me my myself being uncomfortable with dealing with somebody else's emotions, even a baby, because I wasn't given that. I wasn't nurtured like that as a child. And I had to, I've had to mother and nurture myself as an adult. So what some communities are prioritizing and learning You know, at infant level stages and at toddler level stages when you're supposed to put those emphasis on those things of identifying emotions, of really being able to speak how you feel. Me as an adult, as an adult woman, I'm just in the past year, two years, really putting emphasis on that and learning like this is why I'm feeling this way. This is the thought that got me here. And let me process this because it's just a moment in time, like it's something that will pass by because when I think about it, it's nothing that's like real now it's those times where the danger will be real, but right now what you're thinking about is why you're feeling like this, and what you're thinking is is not really true. It's not based on facts, it's not based on any you know anything that you can really see. Or point to to say that's necessarily true. So I had to backpedal, but I'm I want to make that a practice. I'm going through all of this just to come back to say that's why I didn't end up calling my two friends because of those three things. Is one, I just want to kind of sit with and deal with my emotions. Two, I don't want to pour things on my friends and they don't have a capacity or energy. You know to really be put in that position if i didn't ask them first and then three i just want to learn how to you know deal with my own emotions without having to have some type of addiction or use other people for that processing um because just being able to do that on my own i feel more empowered too and i feel like i can get myself back into control now this doesn't mean that you or myself can do process everything on our own. I think there are a lot of things we can process on our own. But like I said, if there was some something that I felt like after I sat with myself, I still needed to talk through and I needed somebody to listen or to give me some feedback or even to affirm me, then at least I can go to them and I can tell them what I need from them. Like I'll never forget, I called my mom one day and I said, Mom, I'm about to tell you something, but I really just need you to listen. And i said at the end i said don't interrupt me just let me talk and then i said at the end i want you to ask me a couple of questions whatever question you feel like is necessary because this is the perspective i have on it and i know that i'm probably seeing it from one perspective that was i feel like that's the clearest i've ever been being able to tell somebody what i need as far as support but the reason i was able to do that is because i had sat with myself on this particular issue and topic for a while and then i went to my mom particularly (laughs) because i was like with this particular subject i know my mom's going to have a perspective that i need that i know i don't have right now and sometimes we go to people in the heat of emotions that may not even be able to help us um, even when it comes to listening because they haven't built that skill or sometimes They may be in a season where you're talking about something and they over there thinking about their own life and they too caught up. But had you sat with yourself, you'll be able to like discern too who if I do need to talk to somebody, who can I go to to really get a, a what I need? And then even if they're the person, you know, that I feel like I can talk to, I'll be able to articulate exactly what I need. I went to a friend and said, hey, I just need you to listen. Like, I just need you to listen and ask me clarifying questions, you know, whatever you think those questions are, you know, or say back to me what you're hearing. It's been times where I've done that. And so what I've learned, too, is a lot of people don't like advice. A lot of people don't like being told what to do. Sometimes people just need sounding boards. But when they don't sit with their own emotions, they're always quickly dumping that on other people without like processing it for themselves so even when they do get a sounding board they're not able to really utilize and maximize the luxury of somebody just listening and them being able to figure out what they need on their own and so I've I've definitely made this a practice just because I I, I want to strengthen my emotional intelligence I want to be more in control of you know, my my natural inclination for my emotions to go up and down. And I want to be able to be fair to the people who love me to also, you know, not make myself a burden to them. And I know that's something we, t- I know it's something I was taught, feeling like a burden. But what I mean by a burden this, in this instance is like, if you're always the person going through something and like you always got something kind of heavy going on, that people even have to make themselves available to listen to, I think it's selfish if you don't ask them first, hey, do you have the emotional bandwidth or capacity to like let me vent? I think that's that's something we should start asking people rather than just feeling like, oh, because they're my husband, because they're my boyfriend, because they're my roommate, because they're my best friend, that we can just do that without like, you know putting our toe in the water and, and measuring the temperature or without just coming out and asking like hey like i really want to talk to this do you have time to hear this you know because it takes energy for somebody to be present for you in that way to be emotionally present and i remember coming to that realization for myself like listening to some of my other friends and I'm just like, dang, I don't, I don't got it in me today, but I want to be here and I would feel like a bad friend for not really wanting to hear it that day. So that was something I had to create a boundary within myself. Like I got to re- rewire myself and put this fence up so certain people don't feel like I'm the one that they always need to call when there's a problem. Not that I don't want to hear any of my friends' problems. I do and I want to be there. I want to be a friend. But I don't want to be the one always getting the bad news, but I'm the last one to get the good news. You know, you're not calling me when the when it's up, 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 like you calling me when you in the in the pickle. I wanna I wanna get the good news too. Give me both if you're gonna give me the range. But if every time I talk to you, it's something, you know, dire going on, it's a lot of complaining, it's a lot of venting and that's what I get from you most yeah that starts to get draining like dang when I got the phone with them I feel like I need to take 10 naps (laughs) you know so yeah I'm just working on my own emotional intelligence so that you know I can be fair to the people who love me I can also you know start speaking what I need to people like I felt empowered when I could call my mom and tell her exactly how I needed her to support me. That way, and I and what too made me do that with my mom is because my mom, of course, wanted to say the day. She was a single mother, so her intentions are good. But as an adult, I realized I would get so frustrated talking to her sometimes because I would go to her and because I didn't know what I needed, I didn't know how to articulate that to her because I didn't process my own emotions. I would just be ranting off and she would interrupt me and ask me questions in the middle of it or make commentary. And that'll make me so mad. It would make me so mad to where I wanted to say, shut up. Like it would be times where I wanted to say that, but I'm like, I'm talking to my mom. (laughs) You know, it'd be times where I wanted to say that, but her intentions were good. She was really trying to help, but that's not the help that I needed. Well, once I started learning myself more and sitting with myself, Now I'm able to realize I need somebody to just listen to me. I need somebody to ask me clarifying questions. I need somebody to give me a perspective outside of what I'm saying, you know. So I was able to say, hey, I'm about to talk to you about something, but I really just need you to listen. Like, don't interrupt me. Just let me talk it out. Just let me talk it out. And at the end, I'll pause and I say, okay, go. And that's when I need you to ask me questions or give me your perspective on this if you want their opinion. Um, but being able to say exactly what you need, I feel like also empowers the relationship because I think people, even when they don't want to hear you or when they do, they also, if they love you, want to know how they can support you. So sometimes people don't want to hear you because they feel like i don't have an answer and they feel like they always stepping on eggshells, not knowing how to support you and what you need. So I feel like this whole conversation is basically encouraging myself and encouraging you to like start giving yourself time and space to sit with your own emotions so that you can build that awareness for yourself about what you're feeling, why, and then how to process that or what you need in order to process that if you do need another person or you need something done. Um, but if we don't start stopping in our tracks and looking ourselves in the mirror and dealing with ourselves you know I think we'll take more drastic measures or get into relationships that that fulfill that fulfill this void emotionally and you know do all these other things but doing things that really grow us and really help us and allow us to expand and grow in this area. So I love y'all. That's all I have for you. And I'll see you on the next one.